Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to Business of Design. I'm Kimberly Selden, an interior design professional who is feeling a lot like she's in a holding pattern right now. Anyone else feeling like that? Yeah, here we are on day, I don't know what, of isolation and stay at home, doing our best to make sure everyone in our community stays safe and healthy. I'm starting to feel just a little bit edgy. I want some answers. Like, when is this going to be over? When is there going to be a vaccine? When can I return to normal? Am I going to go to Australia in September? These are important questions in my life, and yet I realize not important in the face of everything that's going on. So first I want to say, I hope you and your family are well and healthy, and everybody you know is the same. If that's the case, there's a lot to be grateful for, right? I mentioned that I feel like I'm an interior design professional who's currently on hold. It just feels like anything we're trying to get done is taking five times longer right now. Of course, why wouldn't it? And some of the things clients are asking us to do seem seem really reasonable, like they should be easy things to do, but they're not, not right at this moment. For example, we got a CFA in for a sofa that we want to reupholster. Really simple. Well, the CFA was rerouted to someone who works for me. She took a look at it and said, I think it looks darker than the original, but I have the original and I live two hours away from her. So we had to figure out how are we going to get the fabric from her to me? So I asked my son, he's a sweetheart. And I said, would you mind picking up the fabric and driving here? And then that was a good opportunity for me to feed him and put some groceries in his car and see his face, which I was so happy to do. So anyway, he did that. He picked up the fabric, he brought it to me. I took a look at it and I said, wow, it's darker than the original sample. So normally I would just make the call But in this case, I know the client is fairly particular and she loved the original sample. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to drop these two fabrics at her place to make sure she's cool with this. So then my son has to take the two fabrics and drop them at the client's house. She wanted to leave them on the porch for a few days before looking at them. And she took a look at them and said, yeah, it's darker. I'm not sure. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) reselect and go through this again? Oh, wow. You know what I mean? I guess I'm just complaining now and you don't want to listen to me complain. So even me, someone who I think is typically kind of hardwired to be optimistic, is kind of feeling the strain of it all. It feels a bit like Groundhog's Day. And yet, I know I'm so lucky. I have so many things to distract me, jobs, little teeny jobs that take five times as long, for sure. But still, that's a job. That's great. I also have all these new hobbies and fun things I'm doing, like I'm taking Pilates twice a week on Zoom, and I love the teacher. She's amazing. I even have groundling classes on Zoom, which is awesome. I'm studying Spanish. I talk about this all the time. I'm a slow learner, but I have a favorite book, The Alchemist, and I picked up a copy of it in Colombia when I was there last September. And so I'm reading The Alchemist with my Spanish teacher. So lots and lots of things to keep me busy. And yet, uh, there are some frustrations. There's no doubt about it. 
So one of my choices today, I can sit and stew in it and just feel less and less happy with circumstances, which truly, if I stay in today, aren't so bad, or I can look on the bright side of life. If you're a Monty Python fan, I bet right now you're thinking of that little ditty, I don't get Monty Python. I think it's a very particular type of humor and it is just lost on me. But I do think it's hilarious when you're with people who are big fans and they recite all of the funny lines. So I feel like I kind of know all of the gags and the shtick without having had to sit through the shows. Um, So yeah, let's take a page from Monty Python and look at the bright side of life today. And speaking of the bright side, let's check in with Cheryl Horn. Hello, Cheryl. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You know, we're in a routine balancing work and and the kids' schoolwork. Um, You know, the kids don't get along as well now as they did three weeks ago, but uh, it's good. And we've had nice weather and getting out for walks every day. And, um, you know, we're getting by. How are you guys doing? You know, we are absolutely fine. And when you listen to this episode, you're going to say, she was whining at the beginning. And I really have nothing to whine about. And I agree, routine makes everything a whole lot easier for sure. And we have lots of routines at Business of Design. And one of them is to continue to roll out information that's vitally important to everybody right now. What's happening at Business of Design? We are nearing the end of boot camp. We are in week four, which is our webinar is today. And then we finish up next week on Thursday, April 30th with week five. During that same week, we're also gearing up to launch Business of Design's five-phase recovery program. Back in March, we did a free webinar to our entire design community that introduced Business of Design's five-phase recovery program. It's essentially an introduction to the program, and if you missed it, the recording is available to you and free to anybody. Go to businessofdesign.com and listen to it. I think it's worthwhile because in the introduction, we talk about the fact that it's important for us to decide as individuals whether or not we're going to survive what's ahead. Because if we are going to survive, we set ourselves up in a particular way to succeed. So definitely go back and listen to that if you missed it. But do join us for the full program. Absolutely. And on the Wednesday, April 29th, we're going to do an overview of Business of Design's five-phase recovery program. Now, that Wednesday webinar is open to anyone in the design community, Business of Design community, members, non-members, anybody who wants to join us and find out what this program is all about. So registration is open. Registration will remain open right up until the webinar starts, and you can join us for that. As soon as that webinar wraps, uh, we'll be opening up registration for the full program, which is open to our monthly and annual members. And that is going to begin on May 6th. Each phase of Business of Design's five-phase recovery program will be multiple webinars, intense learnings, tying everything into the systems they already know and are using from Business of Design. And we're going to do this all together. Yes. I, for one, am glad I'm not going to have to do this alone. I know we just threw a lot of stuff at you. Basically, here's what you need to know. April 29th, free webinar. Come. You should. Everybody's welcome. May 6th, we launch Business of Design's five-phase recovery program. I also wanted to share before I go here, um, 
you know, I'm emailing and in touch with so many of our members every single day as they go through Business of Design's boot camp, you know, really taking this time to do courses on the website, joining us for group coaching. Um, But I did get an email from Anna that says, thanks to you and the Business of Design team for your continued interest, care, and support for our design community. I have found Kimberly's insights so valuable over the last 18 months since I discovered her, and now more so than ever. The positive, practical approach is so very appreciated appreciated and valued. Take care and keep well. And that was from Anna, one of our members who's been joining us for boot camp that I was emailing with. Uh, she was reaching out to get the email templates that we've been providing as part of boot camp. So, you know, I'm getting those messages of, um, you know, positive reinforcement that we are on the right track and that we really are all doing this together. So I just wanted to share that one. But um, anyway, we've got a lot coming up and we're heading into boot camp week four today. So take care. We'll talk to you soon, Kimberly. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. Annual members save two months. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. I recently signed up for a course at Yale University. It's free to anyone. You're welcome to take it also. It's their most popular course. It's called The Science of Well-Being. I was intrigued when a girlfriend told me about it. First of all, how fun to say I took a course at Yale. But secondly, The Science of Well-Being, hmm, that appeals to me. I can impact how I feel. How do you do that? What's required? It's really interesting. This week, the teacher shared something that I found fascinating and really speaks to all of us, I think, right at this moment. It has to do, I think, with nature versus nurture and to a certain extent, how we nurture ourselves. But essentially, 50% of our makeup is hardwired in terms of how well we feel automatically. Do we look at the glass half full or half empty? I would say I feel very fortunate in that department. I wake up most days and feel pretty optimistic about what's ahead. It's much more difficult, I think, to get through life and particularly a situation like this if you're not wired that way. The good news is there are some things you can do about it. So that's 50% genetically hardwired. 10% is that piece of the pie where life happens. It's a pandemic. Yikes. I fell in love. Yay. I'm ill. Bad news, right? 10%. That means 40% of well-being is available to each one of us to have an impact on. In other words, I can do things to keep myself feeling well and feeling grounded and feeling healthy, and that can move the needle on my happiness by 40%. That's pretty huge. No surprises in the course yet. 
Staying in the moment can keep me happier than catastrophizing the future, having future projected anxiety running through my mind. So if I stay in today, I realize I'm doing fine today. Getting sleep, getting exercise, eating well, those are all things that move that needle in the right direction. So no surprises yet. I'm on week four of the course and I'm enjoying it very much. But I thought it might be a good idea with this podcast to give that 40% a little nudge for all of us. And I wanted to take this opportunity to look on the bright side of life. Do do, do do, do do, do do, and make some projections about some of the things I'm going to be looking forward to as this pandemic is resolved. And it will be. For example, I am looking forward to compliant, agreeable trades. Yeah, I'm just going to say it because I don't think a lot of trades listen to the podcast. There has been a movement in the last four or five years toward trades becoming just a little bit more arrogant on the job site and a little bit more demanding. And I get it. They're totally busy. They're overwhelmed. They have more clients than they can manage. And that just breeds this whole attitude of, I'll get to you when I can get to you. And because this isn't my first rodeo, I've been in recessions before, I have seen this and I watched this spike happening. I thought, isn't that interesting? My plumber never used to speak to me that way. And look at how he's kind of behaving like he's doing me a favor by showing up to a job that I got him. Interesting. And I remember thinking, This will change when the economy takes a downturn. Now, I didn't expect the economy to dig a hole and bury itself, but nonetheless, this is going to change. And I'm already seeing an inkling of that. I've had a few of my trades reach out and say, hey, anything going on? And that's going to continue to happen. So why is this good news? This is good news if you are in a position where you don't have your A-team, because there are going to be really good trades who have openings in their schedules now, and you're going to be able to take advantage of that. And because the playing field has been leveled a little bit, you will also have an opportunity to work with those trades to create some new ground rules and some new protocols. Remember, Everyone is expecting change now. Nobody's expecting business as usual going forward. So it's a really good time to do, as I suggest to Business of Design members, go out to lunch with various trades, talk about the ground rules, and ditch or correct or modify, totally change it if you need to, any part of your process that isn't 95% effective and accurate. Do not go back with this fresh opportunity to reset and pick up where you left off, as if nothing has happened. Everything has happened. It's time to renegotiate. It's time to be the boss. It's time to take the lead. Some of you have already introduced Business of Design's Resource Guide to Excellence. Essentially, it's a contract that I use with each and every one of my trades. I remember the very first trades I spoke to about the contract, and they were so reluctant to even discuss it. But once I sat down with them and explained what the purpose of the contract was and how it protected everybody on the job site, they got on board. And I do get all my trades to sign this contract before I ever work with them. Only one time. It's not so painful. But it's going to be a perfect time for you to sit down and introduce that resource guide to excellence, which essentially is a new set of protocols for working together. 
And for those of you like me who want to be the lead on the project wherever I can, not always, but most of the time, it's essential. Clients love it. If you already have my first book, Volume 1, which is aptly named, Have the Professional Life You've Always Wanted, you have the resource guide to excellence in that book. If you're a member of Business of Design, there are also courses related to the resource guide to excellence. It's a good time to pull it out and introduce it. So I think one of the best things that's coming is an opportunity for all of us to look at the trades we use all the time and trade up those trades who aren't servicing our clients, who aren't representing our brand, who aren't delivering, who aren't in integrity, those trades we're going to put aside and we're going to find better trades. To me, that's a huge opportunity that's just ahead on the horizon. So if you have trades and most of them are great, but a couple aren't so great, you're going to trade those out. If you're new and you don't have trades, now's your opportunity to find those one or two essential A-team members. And those A-team members, by the way, will help you get other A-team members. So getting that first trade who really has your back is critically important. And from there, it will snowball and it will grow. My number one reason to look on the bright side of life is that you will have a new opportunity to get the trades you need going forward. That's big. Number two, if I'm looking at the bright side of life, has to do with staffing or independent contractors. Like trades, it's going to be a brand new level playing field and you are going to be able to choose mature, effective staff people or independent contractors who can help you do your job. One of the biggest lies I told myself out of the gate was that I had to do everything. I, it's all on me. I need to do every task. It's too hard to explain. By the time I train you, I could have done the job myself. Lies, lies, lies. There are smart, competent, capable people out there who can do some of the tasks you do better. And you should give them money to do those tasks. Going forward, we're all going to do our part, I hope, to get the economy back on track. And part of that is going to be spending money strategically and investing in the right team is really good for your business. In some cases, interior design professionals who had their own business are going to close those businesses and they're going to come looking for work. And they have mad skills. So what I want to do is I want to figure out what are those tasks that I don't want to do ever again. I never, for example, want to do a purchase order. Not my thing, not interested. There are a ton of people who are really good and detail-oriented and happy to do the paperwork. And you're going to have your pick of those people. So if you've been telling yourself that you have to do everything, that you don't have enough clients to hire anybody, these are all untruths that we tell ourselves over and over again. There is a way to do your job better, to make more money, and to make clients happier by using the right people strategically. And going forward, that's going to be easier than ever. Number three, you now have time to work on your business I know every excuse there is. I hear them all the time. I'm so busy. I couldn't possibly take time to create systems or implement the strategies that Business of Design teaches. I'll do it later. I'll do it at Christmas when it's a little bit quieter. Only Christmas comes around and it isn't quieter. The reality is there is never, ever going to be a better opportunity for you to work 
on your business and get all your processes in shape so you are ready to roll with the very next customer who comes your way. In my mind, that is the number one priority. Any other task, marketing effort, or rollout takes second place to that. I see a lot of people, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast already, just launching all these virtual virtual design hours. I saw an architect today, $3,000 to design your whole home. Really? Really? Wow. Okay. I guess that architect is going to be busy, but not profitable, and will not be in a position to do well in the future. Because once you start that low, where are you going to go from that? And in so many cases, people aren't looking at their overhead. Maybe your overhead hasn't even changed, but you've lowered your fees to a point that you cannot, absolutely cannot be profitable. And I will say this, if I was at home and needed groceries on the table, yeah, I would do something like that to put cash in the coffers. So there's no judgment. When we make these decisions, we make them for a variety of reasons, but don't make them out of a position of fear And don't make them as a knee-jerk reaction to what is, as yet, an unfolding situation. Let it happen before you decide to make huge changes that will impact your business for years to come. And again, I think in some cases, it's perfectly fine to hit pause on your business temporarily. You don't have to make a big announcement. You could still take intake calls but let go of the overhead that isn't required right now. Think about a side hustle you can do in order to put cash in the bank if that's really important and be ready to pounce when the right job comes your way again. And it will. I want to squeeze in one last thought here and it has to do with technology. Tell me you're not getting better at technology. You are, aren't you? Even those of you who really didn't want to embrace technology, you're being forced to embrace technology. And you know what? You're getting better at it, aren't you? Look at that. That's one of those things that I know a lot of people who are kind of afraid of that category of work, put off and postpone and always have a good reason to delay it. And here we are, no good reasons left. You're figuring out, hey, I actually know how to manage a Zoom account. I'm actually able to do QuickBooks online or whatever it is. And I'm excited about that. I think that's going to open up a world of possibilities in the future. That reminds me exactly of being comfortable with the profit and loss statement. I remember the first time a business coach asked me to see my P&L. I was like, what's that? I didn't even know what it was. And I was so uncomfortable with all those numbers. But honestly, you give it a little bit of attention. You got it. It's not hard. It's super easy. And it gives you back so much. So that's another reason to look on the bright side of life. More opportunity with trades, more opportunity with staff and team members. And finally, the opportunity you know you've been waiting for to work on your business. And for the record, I'm working on mine too. I have made a firm decision about who my ideal client is, and I'm making some big changes, changes that I will have to roll out via my website and changes I will have to roll out via my team. And I will have to say no to some projects that are going to come my way. That's so hard for me. I have been an entrepreneur since I was 14 years old, and saying no to work is one of the most challenging things I do. I'm so lucky I have a team around me because 
All I have to do to get back on track is mention to one of them that I'm thinking of taking a job and then describe it, and they will immediately say no. And that is so helpful. I am going to end with this bonus reason to look on the bright side of life. Our industry will be changed. We will not go back to normal. However, for a short while, there's going to be less competition. You will be able to position yourself to be a leader in your lane. I would make determining what that looks like a priority. Yeah, it falls under the category of working on your business. But specifically, now is the time for you to dream big, determine who you want to be when this is over, and do nothing that does not contribute to that. Remember the beautiful saying by William Morris, have nothing in your home you do not believe is useful or beautiful. This is a time to embrace that sentiment in your business. Have nothing in your business that you don't think is beautiful or useful. The universe just hit pause and soon it will hit reset. There's almost no benefit to trying to go back to what was. It's already gone. But imagine the possibilities of going forward to what will be. I'm so excited to be part of your journey, and I can't wait to hear your success. Have a great week, everybody. Stay healthy, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. Vaya con Dios. Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three Business of Design systems you can implement for immediate results. And when you're ready for success, a Business of Design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today.